Joe Rosensteel is connecting to audio and has been connecting to audio for the past five minutes. The bouncing dots indicate his attempt to connect to audio and indicate the fact that he has yet to succeed in connecting to audio. The question becomes, will he ever succeed in connecting to audio? The answer may surprise you, for indeed I too am surprised that he is still yet to connect to audio. What could possibly be at the root of his issue with connecting to audio? Well, if we look, it would appear that he is connected to audio, though now a microphone has appeared with a red slash through it, indicating that his microphone is muted. But, in just a flash, you will notice the microphone has disappeared, and that means that Joe Rosensteel has indeed connected to audio and unmuted himself. So he is simply listening to this narration. I can't wait to find out what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some reason, it seems like for you, there's always a prolonged period uh, in which Zoom says you are connecting to audio versus when I speak to others. And I don't know if it's just that, you know, you're still gearing up and so it's just keeping things how they are. Or if you have to like wait for something to spin up before it works or I don't, I don't know. But uh, you always have a prolonged uh, period of time where at the bottom it says Joe Rosensteel is connecting to audio. And then finally it changes and you are here with me. Oh, well, spoiler alert. What happens is I, I click the button, uh, well, the link, which then gives me the thing. This is like Zoom meeting will start when the host arrives. Do you want to test your computer audio? And then I go refill my water or go pee or do both. Ah. And then I come back and then I push the button to join the meeting because then you're back. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. It, I, I don't know if that throws a wrench into the works, if I should really just only um push the click the link uh right at the time that i'm ready to start uh no. or if the pre prepping process does anything bad i don't know no i don't think it does it i mean at least i'm not on my end now that i know i just mm. I, I am i see in my head at the every time i've seen you on the other end with your hand on the mouse or the trackpad like clicking through menus and <laughs> waiting for I, I have this this sort of vision of of maybe whatever audio interface you're using needs to sort of be jostled uh, in the software to appear or something. And so you're waiting for it to appear and you're in these context menus hoping to click and you're just waiting and waiting. And then finally you can click that, but then you have to click to unmute and you have to click to make sure that your system audio is all set as it needs to be. And instead it's just that you are AFK and mm -hmm. uh, Zoom for some reason decides to um, make it, make it different. Cause I got an, I got an email that said that you had joined the meeting 
And so then uh, shortly after that, I started the meeting and you weren't there and mm. you didn't appear for a while and then you appeared. So I don't know. Did you try to connect earlier on and then leave like bail and then uh, connect again and then go get your water and stuff or? No. Nope. OK, so it's just a lag in Zoom. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know. Maybe some of this is also uh, my expectations of what happens when I click on links in Zoom is perhaps not accurate to what's actually happening to the other people on the other side uh because i i don't really use zoom for anything other than you and the incomparable now um for when uh i i've occasionally um like twice been a guest on it in the past 12 months uh and so the other day i was joining uh with jason i did the same thing to him too where i was like oh well i'll i'll get this all queued up and then i'm gonna wander away and then i'll come back <laughs> and then uh it, it seems to cause some confusion i i don't know why it says that i'm joining the meeting though because i didn't actually like say i'm in the meeting yeah Just, like, i, I want to like zoom probably uh, does it too early it probably does it as soon as you click the link because yeah. zoom is going this person's going to click the link and then they're going to get confused about what button they should press next so let's make it look like they are uh joining the meeting for the sake of making sure that the person doesn't think that they are you know uh, standing them up the, the person or the people on the other end don't think that you know they're being stood up that yes they are trying to because then i just went to like i said it was sort of not technical difficulties but technical setup so to speak so i think zoom's just trying to make it not seem as though uh the person on the other end is is uh ghosting yeah it's interesting because i i would uh since it has that pop-up of like check your audio settings i would assume that i'm not actually part of the meeting until i hit yeah okay whatever audio settings um because it doesn't it's not like it lets me do anything else in the interface but uh apparently um at some point it just says he's in the meeting uh to you uh, which is is interesting, interesting and good to know. Uh, I, I I do think I will change my workflow um, just for clarity's sake that I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, you can, but I also thing. every week this happens to me on Clockwise, where because uh, it's my my um, Zoom account that we use for Clockwise, and so I always get emails that say that the guests have joined the meeting, and it's you know eight. 55 or something. And I'm like, well, I'm not joining until nine. So I don't know about them. But uh, inevitably, when I join, it still takes a second for the other people to pop up. So I like I'm used to it. I just in my head, I had just always assumed that the person on the other end was was just clicking into a bunch of different menus. And uh, this time I decided to say out loud what was what my thoughts were in my brain, because that's what podcasts are for saying out loud what your thoughts are in your brain. Yes. So what thoughts are in your brain? I don't know. I'm sort of like a blank slate, as they say. Tabula rasa. Uh, I I don't know. I, I have a just sort of stared off into the distance a little. Um, I have my, often uh, dreamed of a fire. All the technology there. stuff that I'm thinking of is all related to inconveniences in telecommunication and calendaring, um, <laughs> which is not necessarily that exciting because... Uh, you know, I was just about to be like, oh, well, the Zoom's this way. Well, let me tell you about Teams and then oh, God. like a whole thing about that. But wait uh, a I'll second. Spare. Do you have to use yeah. Teams for work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see, Microsoft made a, a big push to, uh, <gasps> to, to count. 
Yeah, just just like that. Huge bowel movement. Um, <laughs> That's to, not to where counter- I was going with it. It was pregnancy. <laughs> the doctor says, okay, we need a huge push. <sighs> well, I don't know. Doctors have to poop, too. Uh, but... The yeah, it, it's a yeah. You, you probably have pregnancy on the mind from your uh, your co-host oh. um, deserting you, and my my co-host <laughs> deserted me. Uh, wait, which one? Dan. Oh yeah, that's we- true. Yeah, he's also <laughs> the Dans have deserted us. Deserting Dans. Yeah. yeah, at the same time too. Wow. Uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Enjoy your little babies or whatever. I guess. <laughs> um, <but laughs> you fools with your little babies. Yeah. Who knew? Bundle of joy. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, it's a happy happy time. It's a happy time, happy happy time. Um, I haven't had the chance to listen to the latest Clockwise about Dan saying that he is going on his paternity leave, but I did listen to the uh, started listening to the rebound where Dan brought up the teaser that he was going to announce <laughs> the paternity leave, and I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense because I've already like read about it uh, in <laughs> Twitter and Slack, and so it's just like, who who cares? Um, but, uh, you know, I guess that's the big news really. It's like, screw technology. It's, it's all about, you know, Dan's getting pregnant. Uh, not, not not that Dan's getting pregnant. Dan's having partners whom delivered babies and then they have babies to parent with their partners. Uh Um, yeah. Very technical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we should make a sitcom, uh, My Two Dan's. Oh God. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That would be good. You know, it would be interesting because... Those two, I think, are they they're they're very different, but there is a level of of similarity in uh, humor, I think, mm-hmm. um, and a similarity in uh, their appreciation for like a a goes to b goes to c goes to d kind of thinking, where there's a there's there's a certain level of of uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Because yeah, I'm saying they both appreciate that like mindset of of uh, input equals output expectation, and so I think that uh, it could it could lead to some some funny. Um, but let's get back to Microsoft Teams because babies are like <laughs> last week. Yeah, uh, so I have to use Microsoft Teams for work, and it's one of those situations where Microsoft uh, was like, hey. Uh, let's counter Slack because um, it's a threat to Office or something. I don't know. I don't know what they think over there. But they, they're like, uh, we, we can do the same garbage thing too. And we're Microsoft, so it'll be better. And what we're going to do is we're going to pitch it to the IT departments because the IT departments love us. And the IT departments will then be like, hey, we could use this thing for free instead of using Slack because we're already signed up for Office 365 because we all love Outlook and we all love word in excel everyone loves excel and so they they do that and and that's how you get teams everywhere um and so when people say things like oh it'd be nice to use slack and they're like aha but we got teams and then it's just like no it's not that's not the it's same not thing the same yeah uh we did have a brief flirtation uh prior to teams with a a, a free to use oh, open God. sourcey kind of thing called rocket um, which was a Slack knockoff where you could host your own instance of it. You, you, imagine hosting your own Slack um, somewhere on a server. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't no, want to it was, it, was, that. it was pretty bad. Why are people um, cheapskates is what I'd like to know. 
So, yeah, well, I mean, Slack is pretty expensive if you actually try to figure out how many, like, oh, we need this many users, and it's like, oh, uh, it's too much money. Um, but uh, it, it is it is probably worth the cost, I guess. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. There are some things about Teams that work okay, um, but there are a lot of things about Teams that are just trash. Uh, and uh, for Teams meetings specifically, there's different kinds of telecommunications stuff that has always kind of bothered me. You can initiate a call between yourself and one other person. You can add people to that call, and then it will create a new chat thread with those people, which is also your call. And then, oh, and and it will leave the other thread you had started that call in separate, um, so they don't have access to like previous chat history or something. But you can talk amongst yourselves now from from now on in that group. If you add more people, et cetera, it'll do the same thing. Um, but then you also have meetings where someone can put a calendar event in and have people that are invited to the meeting. And that'll show up in a separate calendar tab from your calls and from your chats. And in that calendar tab, you have a button that says join um, on every meeting. And so if you push that button, even though it is not the meeting time, it will call all the attendees in that meeting. So that's bad in some cases because people will push that button when it is not time to join that call. Uh, and if you are inside of the chat that gets created from that calendar event, like if it's a recurring calendar event especially, you will see a banner button at the top that says join. And so sometimes... If people are late to a call that has ended, they will see that and they will push the join button and then it will call everyone back into the meeting. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. People should not be able to do that. They should no, not have that power. That, I was going to say that's too much power. No one man should have all that power. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And then 15 minutes prior to every meeting, there's a notification that goes out that says, hey, you got a meeting. And that's fine, except... There's a button to join the meeting. And so sometimes people push it before the meeting has started. And if you're not the person who's controlling the meeting, don't push the button. Because <laughs> then you're start, you're trying to call everyone to a meeting that won't have started yet. Because we'll just be sitting around. The person who is in charge is not, who set up the meeting is not there yet. Right. Because uh, it's not for that time. You're starting the meeting early. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It, the whole The whole thing just kind of infuriates me. Because the other day we had a, a like a company wide meeting, and it's like, well, oh god, just imagine <laughs> so many people pressing that button too soon yeah. and calling uh, people into the meeting by accident, and then people joining late who are messing things. Oh my lord! Yeah, and also because it's a calendar event instead of a uh, chat event or a call, if you miss a call into a calendar event. You, it doesn't show up in your missed calls. Um, it'll just not be there. And so then you won't know, was it, a, oh, like, did, did the thing disappear because it's over? Is it not there because it's not happening? And you'll have to go to the calendar event and guess whether or not you're inside that window of the calendar event if it is still going. Because there's nothing in there that says whether or not people are actively participating in a phone call. Um, so if you miss the, one minute that that notification is on your screen, 
then you can't join it uh, without gambling on pushing the join button um, and what happens when you push it. And it is so poorly designed uh, that I, I loathe it because no one should have to play these sorts of weird guessing games. It's like, tell us if people are in the meeting. If there's no one in the meeting, especially not the person hosting the meeting, then you sh- it should be obvious from the interface uh, about whether or not you're going to do it. Like, if I was going to call everyone, everyone in the company by pushing a button, there should be some kind of indication about whether or not that was a good idea. Yeah, I mean, Slack does that. And mm-hmm. I, I wish that they would do that because, yeah, Slack says, hey, you know, if you choose at channel, it's going to notify all of these people, including people in different different time zones than you. And we'll actually tell you that as well. Um, and then everyone s- decides not to do it unless you're the CEO or, you know, one of those <laughs> folks. And then you're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> But Micah, I imagine that Twit uses Slack. We do use uh, Slack, yes. Yeah. Um, I think because the, the the company is small enough to where it's not um, so expensive, um, and so that you know makes it possible for us to use that. And it's interesting how different members of the team, like different departments, use Slack uh, compared to others. Uh, because so we've got a team. Uh, called the continuity team, and they are in charge of making sure that the sponsors we bring onto the network are happy and remain happy. They are the ones who have like ongoing conversations with the sponsors and check in with them. And when new stuff happens, then you know copy gets updated, all that kind of stuff. And so kind of like a sales team. It's like right? the, well, but we have a sales team that oh. that handles sales. They're the ones who go and find clients or who, you know, when clients reach out and ask to be a sponsor, that's the sales team handles that and handles the contracts and all that magic. Continuity mm-hmm. is like the person who back in the day would go out and play golf, I guess, or mm. would would be maybe not that one. It's the person who has like the the Rolodex with notes in it who like sends um uh, courtside seats to the client that is very into um uh, who's very? You don't have to think of a. You don't have to think of a sports team. You no, just I was. I was. I was trying to think of a more ridiculous one who's into cosplaying as a member of a royal court, uh, courtside seats. But um. Anyway, moving mm. on. Uh, so you the, joker. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm very serious. But anyway, so they they play with that, uh, or they do that, and make sure that the you know con they're, they're like continuity in the sense of of making sure that the continued relationship with the client is a positive one uh after they've lo- after the sales team's locked in the sales that's where continuity comes in um, and they use the huddle feature in slack which for folks who don't know huddle is this bizarre to me um feature in slack where in any channel or in any private conversation you can at any time uh, toggle on a button that lets you create essentially an, uh, a live call where you are you don't it's it's not a call that notifies people um, because there are also calls in Slack where if I wanted to speak to someone or a group of people, I could add them all to a channel um, or a, a group message, group direct message, and then say, call these people and then it'll 
call on their Slack, blim, 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 and they can answer, and then you have a call with video and voice and all that magic. What a huddle is, is it's a conversation, a voice conversation that people who would like to be a part of can be a part of if they are in whatever group it is. So if it's just two people, then that huddle obviously is not going to be, that's essentially a call. But uh, let's say, for example, you have, uh, you work at a, um, a coffee roaster and uh, there's the team that's in charge of sourcing uh, new coffee beans. So there's a channel called hashtag sourcing. And there are like six people in there. Um, sleepy, bleepy, dopey, uh, uh, misty, and nutshell. Wait, that's only five. And Goober. Yeah. So all of those people are in that uh, sourcing channel and Nutshell wants to start a conversation. You can toggle on that huddle button and then Nutshell is there and is ready to talk. And then Dopey and Misty join um, just by going into the channel and sort of being a part of the conversation. They can leave at any time. It doesn't cancel the call. Uh, I think even Nutshell can leave if they want to, and the huddle can still keep going. And then the three other ones, they know about it, but they don't necessarily have to join if they don't want to. They can go, they can just know that that's happening and be a part of it. So it's kind of like in real life, if you were to huddle up with some folks and then other people walk by and are like, oh, wonder what's going on over there and join and be a part of the conversation. But anyway, I've never... But, but you, the huddle, oh, just to be clear... There's no separate chat or separate video feed or anything like that. It is a, just an audio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, it's just like, an audio thing. It's just like uh, we've created a little audio chat room. Basically. Yeah, exactly. A little audio chat room. And you can do it on any channel. Um, although there, it might be depending on what how the person who owns the Slack has it set up for us. I'm clicking on different channels and in every single channel, both locked channels and public channels all have the huddle icon. And uh, it is, yeah, it's just a little audio chat room. Um, but I've never used this feature, but the continuity team uses it all the time. Uh, they're constantly actually talking uh, to one another using huddles. Uh, to, you know, because it's faster, I guess, for them than typing. Um, but I do my best to avoid calls as much as possible. So the idea of being on any kind of call with someone uh, outside of podcasting is not something I want to do. So I just completely avoid the huddle button. So when I learned that the continuity team uses that pretty regularly, I thought that is interesting. And then there's also the fact that Slack's audio settings are uh, well, I, I, well, let me give them credit. It ha they have gotten better. But for a long time, I could not get the Slack audio settings working properly on my Mac. There was always something that was weird or wrong about it and had to have to, you know, reboot Slack and get it working. Um, that has been fixed in recent months. But because I had all those issues originally, anytime someone's like, oh, yeah, let's hop on a call. I'm like, well, let's head out to Google Meet or we can hop on Zoom. Um, but I'm not doing it right here in Slack because Slack has let me down too much in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I burned too many times. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think Dan said that he used, uh, my, my, uh, my Dan, your Dan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he used, uh, the Slack huddles a lot and I, I just couldn't picture like why Cause <laughs> I, for me, I'm very much like you where it's just like. I, I don't want to call, um, really, if it can be avoided. Uh, it doesn't, 
help unless we really need to like talk through something but i also don't love it because like there's no like record of what was discussed Uh uh-huh that's my big thing yes i don't i don't love that because it, it really bothers me when it's like yeah well we agreed to this and it's like no we didn't and it's like but we did um and if i can point to like the literal text that's like this is what you said in your note and i can read it back and it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah that was that was what we talked about then it's like yeah okay great but if it's just like oh, i don't think i said that then it's like well i guess i lose then um and we have to do whatever it is you think you said <laughs> I guess I lose um, then. <laughs> but I, I don't i don't enjoy uh the audio component to it also i just don't like the idea that i have to uh be present and at my computer and mm-hmm. hooked up to a microphone and speakers in order to have a phone call because uh, it requires a certain amount of my focus that is not something that is available to me to like spread around while I'm like doing work. I think there's um, a certain kind of perception among certain managers or, uh, you know, people who produce certain things uh who are overseeing at a higher level where it's just like yeah you, you can hop on the call while we're working and it's like not so much uh as you might expect uh because it's difficult to have a conversation where you're listening to someone while you're also trying to do other functions especially write something or chat to someone else um and so you your conversational focus is very funneled to that one conversation you're having Mm -hmm. and uh it can be disruptive um especially when you don't really have like a heads up that a call is going to happen it just happens and it's like well i'm not prepared for any of this because you didn't give me like a like a head start or anything you didn't like send me a message saying like you're available for a call in five minutes and i would write back yes or i wouldn't say anything because i wasn't available (laughs) um but if you just like call someone without asking them Ugh. you're the worst person that i've ever met and i hate you um, <laughs> you you need to be able to understand that someone is not necessarily at their machine 24 7 and if it is a situation where they have stepped away for a minute or more likely just doesn't have i don't have your, your microphone hooked in or don't have your headphones on like it's not a call center i work at so i am not necessarily in a position where I have a microphone in front of my face and headphones on at all times while I'm working, because it's a little distracting uh, to do my other like actual job job instead of just the, you know, telecommunications part of it. That's how I feel about it anyway. Uh, Fair enough. But uh, you don't, I mean, I'm assuming because twit is a telecommunications thing where it's like, you know, you're a presenter Mm-hmm. people know enough not to just like randomly call you um, yeah yeah because yeah. that they could end up calling during uh one of you know when i'm 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 on air and that mm-hmm. is an issue i say i say that is an issue mm-hmm. um yeah i they they don't uh in fact we are very calendar based company uh and you know if somebody wants to do a meeting they'll reach out and say hey do you have time to meet today or tomorrow and then i say yes i do uh, after x hour and then they respond and say okay i've got time at 
X30. Uh, does that work for you? And I say yes. And then pretty soon I see a little boop pop up and it's the calendar invite for that time to do the meeting. Um, we very rarely do spur of the moment meetings uh, because we have weekly editorial meeting. And outside of that, most of the time we just converse in uh, Slack via DM. And occasionally I'll send, you know, I'll do little um, audio recordings if I need to, to get a more complex point across. Um, and mm. again, some of the team uses something like huddles to uh, converse with one another. But um, yeah, not, not, not I said the cat. And in this case, the cat is me meow. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, you know, I know that there is a slight age discrepancy between us. So I don't know if this is the reason, but I hate audio recordings. Um, I hate them, I hate them so much. And I know, <laughs> I know that they're very popular among, um, people who are not turning 40. Um, but, uh, I, I just, I, I loathe it. Um, cause it, it's not the kind of thing that I can, uh, multitask right. easily on the receiving end. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're like walking down the street or something and you have an audio recording from somebody, it's like, <laughs> this is not an ideal situation for me to stop and listen to the whole thing. Or if I'm driving a car or something and it's just like, but is this information I need to know? Question mark. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a new, uh, there's actually a new app. Um, it's only available on the Mac though, so it still wouldn't help you when you're out and about, but it's called Scusi. Um, and <laughs> like, like the, the Italian. Yeah, exactly. The Italian. <laughs> um, and it lets you, you basically, you install it. And then, uh, anytime you drag and drop on, on an audio message in iMessage, it will pop up and you drop it on top of that. And then it uses the built-in, um, you know, audio processing magic of the, of, of, Apple, uh, Apple's Mac OS to, uh, transcribe it. And mm. so I've actually used that because my, my siblings are big on doing audio messages. I typically only do them if it is, um, you know, it, it's, I don't typically do them as a back and forth kind of thing. If I'm talking with someone, I tend to just do, uh, text messages. But if it is, if somebody asks me, you know, some deep question, um, or if I'm trying to explain a concept that, you know, uh, I guess if I'm talking to a coworker and we're planning a video or something like that, and uh, it's got a lot of different moving parts and I'm just trying to sort of bring in the scope on something specific, that is when I would send out an audio message to them. Um, and again, in the case where I was talking with a friend and we were having um, a conversation about, uh, you know, life and and happiness or whatever there may be times where my friend is sending me audio messages that are kind of long and drawn out and i say that not in a negative way and i respond in the same way um but it's not typically for there's no reason to do like uh hold down the record button and say yes to the person and then let go or you know one sentence uh it's typically in those situations where it's not um urgent and it is something that uh i feel is more authentic to get across in audio versus um versus text and it then it gives the person uh it still gives the person what i want which is agency and autonomy and that they have a choice on when they choose to listen to it versus a call where you're saying i want to talk to you right now 
and I am available right now, and you can either be available right now, or you cannot be available, and therefore we won't talk right now. Uh, if I send somebody an audio message, then they can choose to listen to it when they have the time, when they can pull aside or whatever it is that they're doing and get to it when they're ready uh, still. So I don't feel like I'm taking away anyone's agency, which is my therapist would say, it's not my, um, it's not my job to consider uh, the, the agency of other people in the sense that like ultimately they're in charge of that. And I shouldn't overthink uh, being, you know, uh, of trying to manage other people's agency because that kind of goes against the whole idea of agency in the first place. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say you're trying to be considerate of them. Instead yeah. Of maybe yeah. agency. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 there's something about it, even though it's asynchronous, like you said, uh, and it allows you to, um, s- certainly emote, uh, more effectively than text. Um, especially if it's something that is about feelings or uh, a a certain recounting of a situation that can be said quickly, um, but would be more complex to like transcribe into some sort of like detail. Uh, but uh, it just isn't a. It doesn't feel asynchronous when I receive it. If that makes sense, it's like here's a thing. It's in your like mental inbox. That you need to listen to. And I know there are a lot of people who are just like, well, I got a text message. I'm not going to look at it for five days, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll pretend I even didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. And then there, there are some of people who are just like, well, I got a text message. I better respond to it right this minute. And I'm, I'm, I'm the, the second one. I'm, I'm the, oh, I, need to, I, need to, you are. I need to reply. I need to do the thing. Um, sometimes I try uh, to give it a little time, especially if it's something where I need to like consult Jason about like, oh, uh, do you want, are you available for these plans? And it's like, well, I want to reply. I want to say something, but I should find out what the, the, the options are. I should discuss this with someone else first. And there's no immediate urgency for me to respond to this. So I will, I will wait. But then the entire time, it's like a little tiny screwdriver is being slowly turned in my brain. <sighs> and I hate it. Uh, and the same thing happens with the audio messages, which I don't get frequently or anything. So I'm not, uh, it's not to make it sound like there's some sort of plague of audio messages that has destroyed my life. Um, but it is one of those things where any time that I have received one in the past, it's like, I need to stop everything I'm doing and focus on what this one thing is. And so it makes it makes this thing that should be asynchronous, not asynchronous because of me, not because of the person who's sending it. Um, so it is just kind of a, a, a peculiarity, I think in expectations with communication, because I'm also, of the generation of instant messaging where you, you it's supposed to be instant you're supposed to message and it's supposed to be instant and uh i don't, I don't know if maybe that's part of the thing it's just like a a compulsive need to respond to anything that comes across your eyes mm. um and and that is the the deep-seated defect of of my <laughs> my generation um thanks aol uh a name that no one will remember soon but oh uh, that's kind of sad isn't it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, it's probably for the best. Um, uh, so can you imagine if it had lived on and we were still using like keywords? You see those billboards on the oh side of the road. Oh my god! Say, Go to keyword blah 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 to check out the trailer for this movie, and it'd be like, oh man, we're in the dark timeline. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, how do you think they would have dealt with January sixth? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> oh, let's not let's not talk about that. No, um, no. <laughs> So, uh, do you have any other uh, telecommunications 
pet peeves? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's one that I think is super common. And it's we've we may have even talked about it before on the show. And it's the um, time when someone sends the a, a message first. It says, hey, hi. Oh, God. Or uh, the, the other day, my partner got one. Uh. Hey, Sebastian. And then the rest mm. of the message was being typed out after that. That is, again, <laughs> that, 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 I, that. That, that, yeah, that is not considerate. That is, <laughs> that is ridiculous behavior is what that is. I am not mm-hmm. as bothered by, uh, I, I think it's because I have ADHD. I'm not as bothered by someone sending, you know, 10, 12 messages rapid fire because I'm, all, I'm also not a person who <laughs> who I feel is, is kind of ridiculous to have notifications turned on in the way that they get pop, 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 pop. That's the, the sound of the slack knock uh, for every single or brush, I think is what it's called, for every single message. So that doesn't bother me. And because my brain thinks that way, sometimes I'm not bothered by that. But I do try to be outside of iMessage, um, where sometimes I can be, particularly if I'm making a joke. I think I did that to you the other day where I sent like six messages one after the other, but it was as a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, that so, yeah, let me be clear that that doesn't bother me uh, if someone sends um, the first message and it says, hey, could you take a look at this? And then, you know, and it's got the link in it. So they didn't do, hey, enter. They put the whole thing that they're trying to ask me in the first message, but then they follow it up and they say, um, they, they quickly kind of share their thoughts on it. They're like, I liked that it uh, had this transition uh, enter. And then they're like, I am curious later on, though, about this transition enter. Those rapid fire thoughts are fine by me, but some people hate them. And that part doesn't bug me. What does bug me is the thing we just talked about where someone says, hey, and mm-hmm. then they just send the message. No. Yeah. You, this is the whole point of us having these services that let us send messages is you get the chance to think about what you're going to say before you say it. Uh, I, 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 I am in complete agreement with you and your, I guess, desk banging or whatever it was. <laughs> that was desk doing. banging, yes. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I very much feel this. I, I don't often work with people who do it, but sometimes... Uh, someone will do it. And it's not the kind of thing where it's very difficult in a social situation to tell, to try to correct the behavior, I feel mm-hmm, like, uh, mm-hmm. because it, 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 you're telling someone how they should talk to you. And what I really think is they should just ambiently know from society and the yeah. way that people talk to them, how they would want to talk to other people. So I assume that they get hey, and then nothing for five minutes from other people, and they're fine with that. Whereas, I, I, I can't, because I can't imagine they're like, well, that's annoying. I'm going to do it to everyone else. But it, it is the kind of thing where it's just like, I don't, how do you not perceive that that's weird? Because um, it's like, when you're trying to like, you're getting someone's attention. Like if you were talking to them in, like in real time, would you shout at them, hey, <laughs> across the room, and then just Not unless nothing. you're Na'avi. Hey. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey. Hey, <laughs> reference acknowledged. Thank you. Um, but you, 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 so you shout like, "Hey!" and then you wander out of the room, and then it's just like, okay, 
what what are you doing? And then you could even walk after oh. them and you could say like, hey, back at them and be like, what's up? Joe. And then they just keep wandering away and you're just like, no, no, come back here. Tell me what it is. <laughs> I've got to do this. The next time someone does this to me, the problem is a lot of us work from home, so I can't pull it off. But any next if you're time on video, just like get yeah. up and leave. <laughs> hey, and then walk away. No, that's that's actually I think you've just solved it. This is this is how we combat this. Uh, you passive aggressively walk into the room of the person who just did that to you and you pull the same thing they pulled. Hey, and then walk away. And then if they don't move, then you come back later and say the rest of whatever it was you were going to say. And then when they're very confused, you could say, well, that's what you just did to me in Slack or no, teams. Well, yeah. What you have to do, though, because uh, I, I, I worry that they, they would think that's you being weird and they tell everybody else you're being weird. What you need to do is just slowly work into the office conversation like isn't it strange when people say, hey, not, not, and you just kind of get a thing going with everyone else. And then so everyone else is talking about how weird it is. And there's an ambient conversation about how weird it is when people say, hey, and then that gets back to the person who says, hey. Um, the only that, way one can make a difference in, uh, in, <laughs> in, uh, in work life, it's the single uh, way. You've got to work that, work that water cooler change now there's a better word um uh, we need a term it's it's like work that huddle change (laughs) yeah oh my god huddle uh because it used to be you do like water cooler gossip but now Mm -hmm. we're using the water cooler for good uh in passive aggressive um attempts to improve everyone's life and i feel like there's some company out there that it's like water cooler culture. You know what I mean? There's some company out there who's like, we are going to teach you how to do this. Yeah. I, well, because, I don't know. What bothers, it, what bothers me about it is, like, they know they want to ask me something or bring something to my attention, but they've not gotten through the whole, like, how you're going to, like, formulate it into a sentence thing. And so it's like, then don't, don't send it. Don't, don't send the message. You're like, once you have that down, once you have that idea, then, then you can send it. And then if you're like, oh, well, I have an addendum to that where I was just rethinking it. And then here's another thing. That's fine. But if it's just like, here's a word that nothing can be done with, that announces something, grabs your attention, and like holds it for an indefinite period of time uh, that you're expected to respond to, then, then I just, I, I, I despise it. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't think that's an effective way to communicate to other people. Uh, and I'm surprised that people are okay with it when they, when they're just like doing it, uh, for themselves. But, uh, the other thing, and like you said, with, with maybe like just the ambient persecution of them, um, through, through discussions of how the general behavior is weird. Um, and then, you know, apply that peer pressure, social pressure, water cooler pressure. Um, and uh, uh, get that corrected, maybe. But uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. It, that bothers me. And like you said, the dot, 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 dot thing mm-hmm. is just like, even if no one said "hey" yet, but if I'm seeing dots, um, it, this mainly goes for work chats because I'm not like staring at iMessage or anything. Uh, but if it's if it's for uh, a work chat and we were talking, um, but then you're just dot, dot, dotting for like thirty minutes, then it's gonna bother me until. I get some kind of message. And if no, no, if uh, no message materializes ever out of that, I'm going to wonder 
what it was till my dying day um, that you were trying to say. And maybe you just hit some keys on the keyboard and deleted it. Uh, and then your cat walked across the keyboard and you deleted those. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's just, it's weird. It weirds me out when that happens. I know why we have that function because it lets people know to kind of wait on their end so that you're not like talking over each other a little. Um, and I appreciate that, but there kind of needs to be like a, a, a time buffer on that, um, a little bit, I think, uh, you know, to make it a little less strange. Um, but in terms of the rapid fire thing that you said, where, you know, some people are barely bothered by like message, 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 like dot, 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 uh, through that process. Um, it doesn't bother me if I'm in an active conversation with someone and none of those are questions. Um, it only bothers me if every single part of that is part of a question and it's delivered over some unknown length of time when I haven't been, when I am not currently engaged with using the a device to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if it's something where we we are not already exchanging words, then you can take the time to like compose something. But if it's something where we are like already talking like the other day when we were, we were both talking back and forth, Mm -hmm. then it's fine. You can use as many messages as you want to. Right. Uh, Again, agreed broken aim generation. Um, uh, because my, my mom and all of, you know, the, the, people i know of that generation um it it, it's basically text messages turn into emails um where (laughs) it's kind of the opposite problem uh where it's just like well i said yes to this thing and i asked another question and i won't hear back for six hours and it'll be three paragraphs long um and so it's like well i don't know if that you know you can go too far one one direction or the other i suppose with with these things it's just like you gotta like find a happy medium so you can keep a conversational flow going um, I, even though these are asynchronous, you have to imagine like if you're talking to somebody, you can talk fast. If you are leaving them a voicemail or something, you would just say it all at once. You wouldn't leave them seven voicemails. Um, you know, so that's, that's, that's kind of how I feel about that. I oh, think voicemails. Yeah. Oh God. Voicemails. Uh, <sighs> calling. Uh, mm-hmm. why spam who, risk? Who thought of that? Yeah. Alexander. Was that you? Yeah. Is that you, bro? Was there somebody mm-hmm. before you? Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was actually somebody before Alexander Graham Bell. But uh, was it Marconi? Nick uh, Morse. No, he was... <laughs> Morse. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, there's some very loud machine outside of my house. I think it might be it... a street cleaner that's cleaning the. I don't. What do you call? What do you call a road? A road by any other name would be just as stinky but no what do you call a road that is inside of like an apartment complex because my private road because like my townhome uh to one side is the public road that belongs to the city or whatever or the county Mm -hmm. however that works but to my left there's like roads that run in between the different buildings there's uh there are townhomes um on my side and then if i look across the road that runs in between us there are apartment buildings for people who have apartments there and um there's that road in between and there's currently i think probably the road sweeper which normally would be like called a street sweeper but do you call it that if it's cleaning what are essentially like driveways elongated driveways i don't know well i mean a private road is a road that 
your the uh, the private owner pays for uh, upkeep and everything. Um, Jason's parents live in a development where there's a public road that runs through it because of the fact that they chose to like the people who planned it uh, chose to plan in an area that happened to already have a public road. And then they didn't realize that was actually kind of be a problem um, because they have all the private roads branching off of it. So all the street signs are different for the private roads. Hmm. Um, But all the public road signs are a different kind of sign um, for everything that intersects those private roads. And the upkeep of those private roads is all paved and done by the development and the upkeep of the public road is all done by the city um so it's still a road uh like you said a road by any other name um but uh there's that distinction between streets and roads um i was listening to a episode of i don't know i think it was reconcilable differences or something and they were like being really um, pedantic about uh, some sort of distinction people were trying to draw between streets and roads, that streets are where, you know, uh, urban density is and people live, and then roads are just for cars to get from one place to another. Um, but, you know, that obviously that's not really how things are named um, when you're just going around because things are just named whatever they're going to be named. Um, so whatever uh (laughs) avenue is supposed to mean something boulevard supposed to mean something and it's like yeah i guess but like people just call or like and uh like court um that's supposed to mean something too but like it does it does it does it wind up meaning anything when you like really get down to how it's applied um you know i don't think so but uh but anyway in the distinction between streets and roads um but supposedly a whole thing about how like uh, a street is you know like where you are in your house is and your neighbors and stuff uh with you and then roads are like the highway uh and um your major thoroughfares and that the worst situation is something called strodes um which they neither one of them liked the portmanteau of but somebody else had said it strodes Um, yeah the strodes (laughs) are supposed to be when you've combined um both tasks so it is a dense uh densely packed road that's supposed to move a lot of cars but also offer a lot of municipal and public and private functions along the length of it um so think of where like car dealerships are and strip malls and all that kind of stuff where uh there's supposed to be like a six lane highway and then there's also supposed to be stuff every 20 feet along the six lane highway and how that that just makes it worse um for traffic and for everyone and pedestrians especially because then you're just walking along six lanes of cars or through six lanes of cars when you try and cross it um so yeah i don't know urban planning it's a whole other different thing but yeah i would call it a street sweeper um still just because i think that's what they're just generally known as uh because it sweeps it's just just whether or not it's a street i guess so you uh you know i don't know you said it was a long driveway it's like it could be driveway sweeper but that'd be weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Now you can I, change it like based on every single kind of road that's type true. that's going it on. It itself like it, is still mm-hmm. like it's it's it, look a street sweep. Let me show that again. A street sweeper contains multitudes. Is basically what mm-hmm. we're getting at. Yeah, I mean, because it it doesn't feel like a situation where you'd be hey, like if you said to someone like uh, hey uh, you want to go down the street and get this and you you wouldn't be like oh uh, 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 that's an avenue. I can't do that. 
you know, repeat your request again. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody would. <laughs> okay, wait, know, wait. Now that. you're starting to actually make me believe <laughs> that that is a thing because that's such a such a bureaucracy situation where it's like you have been contracted to sleep streets, and so if you come across a road, you must not go on it because our insurance doesn't cover your your sweeping long roads, and we could be sued if you run over someone's toe on a road. Hmm. And all goes back to insurance. They're the they're the big problem. Big insurance. Yeah. Big insurance. You you regaled us with a tale that had me curious. Um, I think maybe even just yesterday. I don't remember what day I saw it. But you apparently have been fighting big garbage bin um, for some time, and I'm just curious because I, there's there's one picture of you that I have in my head where you are just annoyed that when you look outside, there are some extra garbage bins in the area. And I don't think that's you, Joe. I want Mm -hmm. to believe that this is a much more serious situation than that. And so I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear your story of duct tape, your harrowing tale, if you will, of duct tape and uh, bins and big garbage. Okay. Well, this is really the... Uh, big big los angeles which is really the same thing as big garbage to some people but, ah, uh, zing! <laughs> take that eric garcetti uh but the this city has a lot of municipal functions and over the years the city has tried to collect as many of those functions into um a, a website and also app um for your iphone uh called my la 311 and <laughs> It is based on like uh, originally, I think, a phone service for three one one, where you would call and report various things. Um, and it's a place where you like can go to criminals do criminals or, uh, or no, potholes. No, it's not, yeah, potholes. Um, and like broken sidewalk or like uh, graffiti is a big one. Um, and uh, you could go through and report, Narc. you know, Ill- illegal dumping and stuff like that. Um. And that was a way to handle sort of municipal complaints. Also, it is where you get you can get routed to the other uh, L.A. City services like L.A. City San, which is L.A. City Sanitation, um, which is what handles uh, all the garbage bins and trash collection um, for the city uh, or manages the contractors that do it. I don't know. But the important thing is there are incredible levels to all of this. Uh, and at any point in this process, things break down. And despite a desire by anyone involved in the chain of events to complete the task, because uh, they are incentivized to complete the task, can still fail because of communications issues that arise from department to department to department filtering. So despite the fact that there's this website you can, uh, that exists, you cannot ask them to collect extra bins that don't belong to you. But what you can do is you can call LA City San and you can say you have extra bins that don't belong to you and they will send someone out to collect them, Mm -hmm. a contractor to collect them. Um, But they only know how to collect it from your service address, uh, which is your, you know, for all intents and purposes, your home address, which means the front of your house where they would pick up trash cans. Uh, oh. That is the only place that they can service. And you might be like, well, that's a reasonable expectation because how else are they supposed to know? They're not going to go in your backyard, right? Well, I don't live in a house that really has a backyard. Our house is between 
two streets that are mostly parallel to each other, but are at different elevations. So it's on a hill. Uh, and there is a cross street further down where you can get from one street to the other. Um, but the back of the house is very separate from the front of the house. And there is no, like, yard you're walking around the house to bring stuff from one to the other. And what happened was, when we had moved in here, there were a bunch of bins of various sizes. We have a kind of bin that's green for yard trash. We have a kind of bin that's black for trash trash. And we have a kind of bin that's blue for recycling. Um, And there were a bunch of them lined up on the back fence of the property. And we kind of left them there because they were there and we didn't want to like rustle any like ruffle any feathers or anything because we just moved in and we didn't weren't sure who they belonged to or who to talk to about it. Well, the person next to us uh, had a tenant move out and they dumped a bunch of crap all over the street and the road, so to speak. But it is actually street. Uh, And they (laughs) made a big mess. And so I had to uh, go to the neighbor and be like, hey, what's going on? And the the other neighbor, the other tenant said that was the tenant that moved out. And I was like, can I please have the information for the landlord? Um, and she said, I'm not comfortable handing that out, but I'll have him call you. And if you give me the number, et cetera. So he called and I talked to him and I said, uh, we just realized that we just don't want to have the trash receptacles on our property anymore. And he's like, okay, because uh, he's the new guy. And he's like trying to like please me about this. And he's like, well, is it okay if we just clean up the area? And I'm like, no, we've decided we just don't want to have any trash cans leaned up against our fence. Um, That's any fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's difficult for them because they don't have a good place for trash storage. So I felt bad for the other tenant because now the trash cans got moved in front of her door. Um, but I, I can't control that property. Um, so it is really just about getting it off of our property, but there were two bins, the landlord said that didn't belong to their property. And Mm. we just assumed that they were part of the, the other property because we didn't know who else would own them. Uh, and sure enough, there are no other places or anything that were putting any trash into them because I kept going out there to look. And so that we just had these two empty green bins that had been there for two years and we just hadn't done anything with. And every uh, Tuesday, it turns out, the truck that collects yard trash was going by and picking them up and dumping them, even though they were empty, <laughs> and dropping them back down. Uh, and the... Just absolutely the- ruining the environment. Yeah, well... The I carbon mean, the- output of, of those two. No, I, I know that's not... <laughs> I'm just teasing, but I know that's yeah, but- more of that. Yeah, it, but it it was mainly just like, this is useless. I, and for all I know, they could have been um, garbage bins that originally were for this house, um, but through the years were migrated up there for some reason. We had no idea. Because really just no one was claiming it. So I called, we called the city, um, what well, Jason called first, and he has, asked them to move it. And they said, okay, sure. And then he tried to explain that it's behind the house on the other street, that it is not our collection address. They said, okay, no problem. I'll make a note. We get a call that we did not leave the bins out. And I said, yes, yes, we did. We did leave the bins out. Um, They're on the street, et cetera. But we missed the call because we were in Hawaii and we were on an airplane for five hours. Uh, And the 
person who called called from a number you can't call back. And they provided uh. no number to respond to them. And then they came again when we were flying back. Um, and so they said that we didn't leave the bins. And I was just like, this is, <laughs> un- this is unacceptable. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I was fed up with it. So I just like, okay, I'm going to solve this problem. He said he's going to, he looked, cause he left a message at that time uh, that he's going to come by because of the holiday. We'll come by the Thursday. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'm saying this to myself cause he obviously can't hear it. And I was just like, well, obviously they're going to our collection address because there's no way that they would miss them, um, on the backside of the street here. So I'm just going to remove all confusion by moving them down to the front of the house. So I hauled each bin one at a time because I couldn't drag the two downhill uh, without, you know, theoretically losing both of them. Um, and then drag them across the cross street. I didn't really care that the neighbors were staring at me, which they were. And then I dragged them to the front of the house and I left them there uh, for our collection on that Thursday. Thursday came and uh, went, and I called the LA City San number, and the operator said, oh, well, no one was scheduled to come. And I said, what? But, but they left a message that they were going to come, and I said, this is guy, I told her the guy's name, and I said, blah, 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 blah. And she said, oh, well, there's no record of that. I'm going to have to put in a request. And I said, okay. And I said, some of the confusion was because they were up there, and I moved them down here. And she said, well, do you want to move, you want to put them back where they were for the collection? I said, no. I want no more confusion, just at the collection address, uh, we'll just go ahead and pick them up there. And sh- they they said, okay, well, the soonest they'll come is this, uh, you know, uh, what was it, uh, Wednesday. And I said, okay, fine, that's fine. And she said, now, you need to re- make sure that there's no trash inside of them or they won't take them. And I said, I know there was no trash in them. And she said, okay, but what you want to do is put duct tape over them just to make sure. And I said, okay, that is a great idea. Thank you very much, <laughs> operator. Um that's kind of information you don't get from my LA 311. Uh, so I got off the, the phone call with her. And on that, uh, the Tuesday night um, prior to that, I took those bins out um, from the si- uh, from the little like trash area we have to store the other bins, um, which was a little crowded with these extra two, and dragged them in front, put duct tape over them so no one would open them, and left them there. And they had, they had told me anytime between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. they'd come to collect it. And that is a terrible window um, to just have to, you know, monitor trash cans like a hawk. And sure enough, I went out there to check at 11 o'clock and someone had put, uh, someone had broken the seal on the duct tape no. and put, put their trash inside no. of the bin. And it wasn't yard trash inside of the yard bin because these were two yard bins. The, this was uh, what seemed to be a Ziploc bag full of masticated food um, or chewed or decomposed in some way uh with Uh the empty plastic packaging of like a keebler like whatever the striped cookie uh the vanilla cookie that has the chocolate stripes on it they put that inside the ziploc with the chewed up food and then there was uh the plastic wrapper for a bunch of paper towels and i was like no i cannot risk them not collecting this and i do not know if they came already saw this and then bailed but i was like i have to empty this trash can right now and so I had to go through the process of getting a trash can clean so that it could be removed from the property, even though I don't own this trash can, and I had to haul it down from another street. It was an incredibly infuri- infuriating process, but I was rewarded two hours later when the 
moving van with LA City sand on the side arrived and blocked the entire road. Um, or sorry, blocked the entire avenue uh, and collected the bins and then left. And I was mercifully free from having to care about these two bins that were just two stupid plastic bins <laughs> that I shouldn't have had to care about at all. They should have just not been there. Uh, not been there. But uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I just it was so frustrating because it's just like, I feel like if I could have just communicated to the person who was going to collect it, what was happening, it would have just been done. Mm-hmm. But because we have to like create all of these levels for managing the situation, every single part of that failed where the person who sends the people out to collect it didn't understand or receive the message about where it was. The person who was collecting it didn't understand or receive the message about where to collect it from. The uh, person who was supposed to be able to tell me whether or not something was being collected couldn't tell me. Also, none of this shows up as service requests inside the LA uh, My City 311 app, which other kinds of requests you create show up in. So if I needed to have a bin replaced, I could create a task for that and they would come out and replace it and I would receive emails and notifications about the task. But because I needed to have trash cans that I don't own removed, there is no system in place for that. Um, it all has to be done through these other layers of bureaucracy that can't be tracked. Lord have mercy. I don't know. It's just one of those things where you just like, how hard could this be? Just two trash bins. Take, take, take away the bins. Bureaucracy, uh, baby. Yeah. But you don't have to deal with any of that. Um, some of it. Not, not, not that. No. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, where I lived before, it was a uh, private trash service. Um, so the, I guess I didn't have to deal with that in that way either. Um, I worked directly with the company and it was like a family company. Uh, and so not like SC Johnson, um, and (laughs) much smaller. And so Uh, I was talking directly to like one of the two owners of the company. So when I needed to, um, get a new bin or something like that, it was very easy to, to do so. Uh, but right now I'm just dealing with a very loud Avenue cleaner outside of my house and it's very annoying. Well, at least your avenues get cleaned. Um, <laughs> my my avenue does not get clean. Uh, I think because we are a uh, we are not a wide enough um, road for people to park on both sides, only one side. So I think they just don't do it. Uh, so uh, there's quite a bit of gross, garbagey trash and leaves all up and down the street. Yummy! Avenue. You live in yeah. such a great place. I it's, it's super, super amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's sunny southern california <laughs> welcome to fabulous mm-hmm. trashy southern california yeah i mean it's like oh there's so little rain and so much sun it's great and it's like yeah well you know that just means all this dirt just gets baked yeah uh, all and you can long. see all of it too because it's mm-hmm. always so bright and brown from all the baking of the vegetation who turned on the lights it was wow. it was soul soul did it. Mm. Well, Joe, I feel like I've had a cathartic release today. I am glad you did. I'm glad one of us did. I mean, I I I feel like I had my cathartic release earlier, so I am a uh, uh, back to my normal unreleased self. <laughs> back um, on your 
back on your uh, non-catharsis. I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying BS, you know. <laughs> non-catharsis cycle. Um, yeah, the, the wheel of catharsis. <laughs> the wheel of catharsis. It keeps spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can either hop on and uh, sort of be part of the process, or you can, I guess, uh, not. Those well, wise, I mean, wise to, words. <laughs> to get catharsis, you kind of need the... The, the not catharsis part. That's a very <laughs> good point. Yeah. One cannot release one's pent up angst if one does not collect angst in the first place. Yeah, it's like the shadow and and the light. It's like you can't you can't have one without the other. The yin and the yang. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I learned something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we all did. Yeah. Not necessarily today, but I did learn something at some point. <laughs> Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.